and welcome to another edition of the Scout Team Podcast. I'm Emery Hunt, the czar of the playbook. You can follow me on Twitter at FBall Game Plan. Also, make sure to check out and subscribe Football Game Plan Podcast on iTunes and leave us a five-star rating. If iTunes is not your thing, you can follow along on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash Podcast, And be sure to check out all of our draft content and videos on our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash footballgameplan. And moving right along to our 2019 NFL Draft Prospect interviews today, we're joined by Xavier Turner, the running back from Charleston State. Xavier, I appreciate you taking time, man. Yes, sir. Thank you. I appreciate you for having me. You jumped on my radar while I was at the College Gridiron Showcase, and I was like, man, this running back is, is doing a great job in inside drill, doing a great, great job in team versus team. But it was during the scrimmage. I'm like, man, this dude is really catching the football well. So I went back and did some research, and I, now I found out, man, this guy really was tearing it up in the tough conference, uh, in the Long Star Conference. But when you look at that performance out there, at the College Gridiron Showcase. How big was that for you? And what were some of your takeaways from that week of work in front of 140 NFL scouts? Um, it was really huge for me. It was a great opportunity. I was blessed with the opportunity. Uh, kind of got the late invite. Um, I had jumped on an agent kind of late and everything kind of was late for me. And uh, my agent was like, hey, I really want you to go to this Gridiron Showcase. Me, you know, being a, a but I was I had no clue anything about a showcase. I just knew about the bowl games and whatever. So, uh, anyways, I got invited to the showcase. You know, went there. Uh, the first two days were you know tons of meetings and uh, seminars and stuff, kind of getting us to know about the professional level. And then um, going out there to practice was just blessed the opportunity. Uh, had great competition and just get my name out there, just competing, um, just you know showing who I was and. Uh, just showing everybody, you know, that uh, I can play big boy ball. I'm small, small school kid. So uh, just just trying to get my name out there and showcase my talent and just, you know, um, just show the scouts what I can do. I want to say you closed out the scrimmage with a big reception deep down the field. And I thought that was impressive because it was over the shoulder and uh, you were able to haul it in and, and, and uh, it resulted in a big game. Do you feel as though catching the football is – probably something that people are still sleeping on about what you bring to the table. I think so. I mean, uh, I, I believe so because I'm a bigger back, um, as they like to call it. Um, however, I am 5'9", I'm 230 pounds, measured in at 233 at the uh, Gridiron Showcase, actually. Um, you know, I'm not uh, really uh, given the opportunity to get out in the slot and to show that I can also catch. So, you know, whenever I – am able to, you know, be given that opportunity. Um, I'm able to showcase that talent as well. Um, however, at Tarleton, we wasn't, we weren't, uh, you know, thrown to the run, running backs as much. But uh, I do have a few catches and a few – I think I have two touchdowns um, off of catches here at Tarleton, the two that I did get. Um, but, uh, yeah, like I said, I just was able to showcase my talent whenever I did get out there and make a great catch. It was a perfect ball over the shoulder, you know, adjusted to it and uh, was able to haul it in. What I like about your game, man, is the fact that you find ways to get better, and that's tough to do uh, when you're having so much success. So you only spent two years at Tarleton State transferring in, but you got better over the your second – over your first year there, and you really – tore it up this past season, nearly 1,500 yards, 22 rushing touchdowns. But you got a slow start to the season, but then you picked it up later by on week four and went on a tear. What went on in the first three weeks and, and what clicked for you 
that last game in September against Angelo State? Uh, well, what really went on, a lot of people actually don't know this. Um, the first game of the season, the first quarter, I actually got a uh, concussion. Um, it wasn't off of impact. It was actually off of me hitting my head on the ground. Got tackled, regular tackle, normal tackle, and uh, went down kind of wrong and hit my head on the ground. And I got up and I was kind of woozy. So uh, I hauled off and I went to the trainer. I was just like, hey, I don't feel right. And sure enough, I got diagnosed with a concussion or whatever. Um, I had a great group of guys behind me, um, Daniel McCants, Adam Berryman, and uh, DeAnthony Hopkins. Uh, so I knew those guys would get the job done. Uh, went in, got evaluated, got diagnosed with a concussion. He was like, hey, you're not coming back out. So um, the next following week, we actually had uh, SFA on the schedule. And uh, luckily, that game got canceled. So I didn't really miss a game. I only missed the three quarters of the Delta State game, which was the first game of the season, uh, August 30th. And uh, I just missed those, really just those two weeks. And then I obviously, you know, being out two weeks, I had to fight for my spot. Uh, Daniel McCants actually became the starter. Um, and like I said, we had a great group of guys in the room. So uh, I was actually third or fourth string at the time uh, because Adam Berryman and DeAnthony Hopkins, they were actually uh, JUCO kids like I, were, like I was. And uh, Tarleton ended up getting all three of us, the top three junior college running backs that year that came out, they actually got me, Adam, and DeAnthony De Hopkins. So, uh, like I said, I was fighting for a spot to get back up to the, you know, to the starting spot. De uh, Daniel McCants was the starter for a few weeks, actually. And then um, every opportunity that I got in to go and, uh, you know, get my shine, I just – I balled out. And uh, after a few weeks, Coach was like, hey, like, we want you to be our starter again. And from there, like, just – you know, being at the top and then going back down to the bottom of the chart and then working my way back up just kind of lit a flame under me and uh, got me going. Because you know how it probably went in the UT Permian Basin locker room from, from that game on, right? You know, they probably was like, you know what, we stopped Xavier Turner. So we got talent, you know, so uh, you pretty know they probably was talking about how they <laughs> slowed you down, right? But now yeah. I'm glad you explained what happened. Because again, you did go on a tear and finish with nearly 1,500 yards. And Here's the part that I that I want to get another running back's perspective on because if you hang around Twitter long enough, it's gonna frustrate you. And so right. I've been around Twitter long enough, and as a former college running back myself, obviously people tend to say this a lot as if they understand the position. So I'm glad I, I'm able to ask you this, being that you are a great running back. You hear a lot, running backs don't matter. The position doesn't matter. Anybody can plug and play. That's one part of it. And the second part is that, oh, well, you can't give this guy so many carries because you're going to wear him down. Can you please educate the folks on why both of those two things are ridiculous? Uh, well, the running back position actually is a unique position. It actually is uh, one of the only positions on the field besides linemen that take hits every single play. Rather, we're running the ball, we have the ball, and we're getting hit. Rather, we're delivering the hit or rather we're blocking for the quarterback, which we're still hitting the blitz and linebacker. So, I mean, it's a it's a pretty uh, physical and uh, difficult position. And um, your, what was your other one? Why do people feel as though that the amount of carries determine how, you know, how long you can play? It, like, let's say, for instance, uh, you, you had a 36-carry game. You had over 200 yards in that ball game. People would probably say, oh, well, he had way too many carries. We don't know if he can carry the, the load the next week because he – carried the ball too many times the week prior. Right. That doesn't no, matter. No, it does not matter. It, you know, it honestly, it, it depends on the, the type of back you are. 
you know, um, you have backs like me and you have backs, like I say, like Daniel McCann's. He's more of a scat back. He's a faster back. I don't think he could possibly, you know, obtain 30 to 40 carries a game. But also, I come from a high school, playing at my high school. I was averaging 40, 45 carries a game. So, actually, coming to college, <laughs> it was kind of easier for me, you know, getting 15, 20 carries a game. I'm like, oh, this is cheese. So, um, I'm, and like I said, I'm, I'm more of a running back that, you know, I, whenever I get the carries and I get more and more carries as the game goes on, I, I like to punish the defense and I uh, – I get better as the game goes on. I don't think people also understand with the amount of carries you get, because I was the same way, where, you know, you can start to feel out the defense and start to figure out what they're going to do from a front perspective, and you kind of get a feel for, okay, I'm I'm getting a good grasp on their strengths and weaknesses on the fly. If I know this three technique tends to cheat, that cutback lane is going to be there. If this linebacker I know tends to, to scrape – real fast, get out there on, on the perimeter real quick, I know he's going to leave a vacated spot that I could just plant my foot and get downhill. Is that something that you kind of feel as though as you get each and every carry throughout yeah. the football game? Yes, definitely. Absolutely. I mean, as the game goes on, you obviously, you know, you get to know your opponent. You get to know what their their weaknesses and their strengths are, and you obviously know what your weaknesses and strengths are. And then the other biggest thing, I mean, is just, you know, trusting those guys up front. Um, we're a downhill team. We – uh. We were, I think, number three in the nation of running the ball. So our, our offensive line, I mean, they got, they got nasty. They got pretty grimy in there. So as the game got on, I mean, like I said, we just all got better. And I just believed in them and trusted in them. And like you said, I mean, just getting to know your opponent and, you know, knowing what they they did in the past and knowing what they're going to do. So, uh, but, yeah. It's funny how how you know it's the position is is looked at nowadays in this era of passing the football, but you still were able to run for over, uh, you know, six damn near six and a half yards a carry, which is impressive. If you were scouting the running back position, what were some of the traits that you would look for, and and what's probably the most important trait you need to have if you want to be successful? Me personally, uh, if I was looking at as a scout, I'd be looking at you know um, a selfless guy. Um, meaning guys that are willing to block and stick their nose in for their teammates or, uh, you know, guys that are not taking plays off um, and guys that, you know, can catch the ball out of the backfield. Like you said, uh, our position is, you know, shadowed upon and like, oh, like anyone can just fill in that position. But really, it's a, like I said, it's a difficult position and we're pretty talented. We can come out of the backfield. We can line up in the slot. We can do some special teams. We can return stuff. Um, and so, like, if I was a scout, I'd be looking for that, and I'd be looking for a physical runner, you know, yards after contact, because, I mean, yeah, you know, with the lead, that the way that guys are playing now, you're going to get met at the line or, you know, two or three yards past the line of scrimmage, so you need a guy that can make people miss, so uh, that's what I'd look for. One of the things I used to do growing up and, you know, going through high school and into college was, you know, at the position is so unique because every style is different. No one back is the same. So you kind of find little things that you see in other guys' game. Like, man, that's pretty cool. I'm going to try to add that to mine. You know, what's part of other guys' game that you admired coming up? And, and who were some of the guys you, you – you, I don't want to say stole from, but guys that you admired that you want to add a little bit of what they do into what you do to uh, bring to the table? Um, You know uh... – I'm actually really good friends with Ricky Williams. So uh, uh, his his physical running style, I loved it. And um, 
Davis that played on the uh, the Broncos. I like watching old school running backs. Um, the thing I took for him is he always made guys miss. Um, that's how he kind of, you know, stayed injury free for a while. Um, and so, like, I really like that stuff. Um, Adrian Peterson, downhill runner, um, physical runner. Whenever he did get touched, you know, he punished the defenders. So uh, that's just the name of few. It's funny you say Rich, Ricky Williams because in my notes I had Ricky Williams when he wore number 11 uh, at Texas. I had uh, Michael Turner down uh, because that big bowling ball. And I had Michael Pittman too. Uh, who was another physical runner but was explosive. And you could tell he spent time in, in the weight room. So he, I, I agree with you. You know, if you if you have guys that can break tackles like that and, and not lose speed and tend to just fly through arm tackles like a turnstile at the subway, you, you're going to be successful a, a lot. And when you go back and look at your, your career at, at Tarleton State and, you know, how you were able to get better, what work went into your – uh, let's say your junior season, your junior off season, going into your senior year, knowing that you wanted to put together a fantastic uh, cap to your to your career. Because again, you had a good year as a junior, eleven touchdowns and almost eight hundred yards rushing. And some backs or either or even college players would tend to rest on those laurels and, and think they made it already. But you again exceeded those numbers, almost doubled those numbers in every in every capacity. What went into that off season that helped you? go into the senior season with the right mindset? Um, you know, the biggest thing for me was just I had so much more left in the tank, and I say that because we were that team that was always so close. You know, if you go back and look at my junior season, there was always games that were so close. Um, we played Midwestern so close. We went into overtime. We lost by one. Everything was so close for me. And so in the off season, my my biggest preparation was, you know, getting comfortable, being uncomfortable, and pushing myself to that extent so I couldn't really go anymore. So, um, and like I said, I just I just had so much left in the tank and just following up with, uh, you know, just being a leader out there. Uh, my junior year, we, we lacked leadership, and um, I'm, I'm actually a quiet guy, so I actually had to come out of my comfort zone and, you know, step up and be a leader and voice my opinion, and I think that really helped the team out uh, in the longer run. Um, and we just, you know, everyone – what also helped is everyone being here in the summer, um, going into my senior year. Um, almost all of us were here. I think we had, uh, I think we had about twenty something seniors close to it, and like almost every single one of us was here. You know, just leading by example. And then obviously the young, they also followed us and stuff. And so um, I think that really helped out tremendously. When you look at the game and, and you being from Texas and, and playing in Texas, obviously everyone says, you know, football is big in Texas. Obviously it is. We get that. But you, in order to have the success and to play uh, the way you play, it shows you have a true love for the game. What is it about the game that you love the most? What is it that I love the most about the game is, I mean, honestly, just the game itself. I mean, it's uh... – I'm I'm a guy that, you know, holds a lot of stuff in. So whenever I'm out there on the field, I can just let everything go and just worry about the game and just focus on the game and just put everything into it. And uh, I'm a guy that loves the weight room. And so, you know, with being strong and stuff, I can take that strength out on the field and on the other guys. So uh, I just love that. And just being able to dominate someone else and just, you know, um, being able to get to victory. So I, I really love that and I take that from the game.
if you had to pick one game out your career to send someone to watch and, and let them get a good idea of what you bring to the table that showcases everything that you got uh, as a back, what game would that be and why? Uh, I'd say probably the Texas A&M Commerce game this year, the first time we played them in October. I think it was October 13th. Or the Midwestern State game my senior year or even my junior year. Uh, I say those two games or those three games, I should say. Uh, one, because those are our most uh, toughest components in the uh, – you know, in our conference, uh, Commerce, because they won a national championship the year before. And uh, I just had a really great game blocking, um, running, catching, like just all the way around. And uh, just showed that it was against a difficult opponent. Same with Midwestern State. Um, we went in overtime. I had 36 carry. It just showed that, you know, I'm not going to fight. I'm not, I mean, I'm not going to uh, give up on my team. I'm going to fight until, you know, we get the job done. And then also the Commerce game, um, the second time we played them uh, in the uh, in the playoffs because uh, we needed a huge, you know, fourth and one or third and one or something like that. At the end of the game, it was a couple seconds left, and we were down in the red zone, and we went for we were down in their red zone, and we went for it, and I, you know, ended up getting the first down. So, like I said, it's just a few things that go to show that, you know, I'm a physical player. I try to get the job done, best of my ability. And try to get the W at the end of the day, and also being a leader and being positive, in um, the same at the same time. Where are you training right now? I'm training at APEC in Fort Worth. Okay, and you have a pro day coming up. I do. I actually kind of have a few. Um, I have a pro day uh, on the 20th at Alito, hosted by uh, Tarleton State, and then I got invited to the uh, the uh, the conference pro day. Uh, and I'm commerce on the 29th. And then I'm also attending, I got an invitation to the uh, Dallas, uh, the Dallas day on April 5th. So you got a ton of showcases upcoming. And again, this is a great opportunity for you to, to introduce more people to what you bring to the table, man. And where can, where can folks follow you on social media to where they can keep up with what you got going on down the pipe? They can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at xturner underscore 21. Again, xturner, 20, uh, xturner underscore 21 on Twitter and Instagram. Keeping it simple, man. That's the best way to do it. Keeps you out of trouble uh, at, like that as well, too. So it makes it easy to find. Uh, well, Xavier, <laughs> I appreciate you taking time, man. And it, listen, you you really stood out at the College Gridiron Showcase, and then you go and watch the film. You're like, man, this guy is consistent. He's not just a flash in the pan, so to speak, of performing out here in an All-Star game. And at full disclosure, having covered many All-Star games, you know, in, in my career, it's hard for a running back to stand out in an All-Star game because of the amount of backs you have and the amount of carries that get split up and how you guys divvy up reps. It's real hard to stand out. And you stood out. So that speaks volumes of what you bring to the table. And we wish you the best of luck moving forward. Yes, sir. Thank you. I appreciate you.